Hello everyone, welcome to the Average Pod uh, Football Podcast. It's um, it's the review program or the review pod. So um, basically, going to go through all the um, results of the weekend, talk about them, and also anything that's happening around Europe, anything ha- interesting that happened around Europe. We've got to talk about the Classica, what's going on in Syria, uh, and also Real Madrid winning or potentially going to win. Uh, La Liga and Paris Saint-Germain just stalling a little bit, but then sort of they've got such a lead, it doesn't really matter. So let's talk about what happened in the Premier League. So um, we'll go through the results and then talk about them. So first game of the weekend was West Ham versus Chelsea. That finished 3-2 to West Ham. And then you had Wolves against Liverpool, which uh, Liverpool won 1-0. Uh, Southampton and Brighton finished one all. Newcastle won and uh, beat Burnley uh, 1-0. Watford won versus City, who scored four. That sounded awful. 4-1 to City, that was bad. Uh, On Sunday, uh, Spurs beat Norwich 3-0. Man United beat Palace 1-0. Brentford and Leeds played out a two-all draw. And Aston Villa beat uh, Leicester 2-1. And then last night's game on Monday night, it was Everton 2, Arsenal 1 so um let's discuss the games then so we'll go always go with what was the first game of the weekend so we'll talk about the london uh, the london derby it's not really it went in north london east london I, I don't know i don't know boroughs of london that well in terms of east north west whatever i think it's east london i think yeah sorry sorry west ham chelsea fans um so yeah played out a three two um match in that game fantastic goal um to win the game um on saturday um or was it it well was it a cross was it a, was it a shot um by Masuaku? i it's difficult to know i um, what i saw of it because i saw the highlights of it 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 looked like he went for it um i don't think it was a cross um it definitely did look like he actually tried to pick out that um far that that near corner really because the whip that he puts it into the bo- into the bot in oh into the goal made it look like he saw Mendy go off the line, anticipate the cross, and took the chance and went for it, and he got away with it. Um, there were some fantastic goals in the game. Mason Mount's goal was an incredible goal as well. So like the volley that he struck was incredible, and for him to have that control, composure, and just put it in that bottom corner was really good. Um, and also, he got um, got love Antonio's audacity after the goal went in. Is that he tried he tried to score from the halfway line because he saw Mendy off his line, and he went for it. So um, it was there was you could tell West Ham was playing with confidence or had confidence, and the players were confident that if they can go a goal down, then go from the halfway line after a goal went in, then that just shows that they had confidence themselves. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we all um. Okay, I need to stop yawning in these podcasts. I do apologise. I do enjoy them. It's just a long day. Um, so, yeah, so that just dented Chelsea's little title hopes a little bit. I say hopes, but just in um, pushing them onto the table um, a little bit in terms of wanting to create a lead against the top three at the moment. That Chelsea are now in third place. West Ham are now fourth. Um, Chelsea are now on 33 points and West Ham are now on 27. So <clears throat> it's um, there's only th- uh, two points separating the top three at the moment. So um, 
with Chelsea losing, they just lost ground a little bit on the other two who won, which we'll talk about in a minute. So a negative result for Chelsea, but they'll bounce back quite comfortably. They've got midweek um, fixtures this week. They've got Champions League. And then their next game is on, uh, I think is on Saturday. I'm just looking through the fixture list. Uh, Can't see them on Sunday. They must play Saturday then. They're probably playing the 5.30 kickoff. No, they're not. They've got Leeds at home. And Leeds are not playing well at the moment. So um, it's it's definitely a good a, a nice game to bounce back from. Because uh, they'll probably win midweek. And they'll probably rest players on Wednesday and then play Saturday with a full-strength side with Lukaku back um, ready to go as well. There was news about Kovacic uh, this afternoon. So he's going to miss Chelsea's uh, league game against Champions League game against Zenit after testing positive for coronavirus. So he'll be out for the Leeds games, even though he was out anyway with hamstring injury. So um, that just delays his comeback a little bit longer. So there we go. There we go. There we go, guys. Sorry about yawning again. Right, let's talk about the Saturday kick, uh, three o'clock kickoff. So, Wolves and Liverpool. Um, Liverpool got a last-minute goal by Origi, um, which uh, they celebrated like they won the league. But again, it's just unlucky for Wolves. Um, they're playing well. They're they're looking good, and they just um luckily just didn't get the result that happened against. Man United, um, they're lucky against Man City. They're just they're just not had the luck at the moment. So, um, I think that will come later on in the season as well with Wolves. Is that all the bad luck they've got that will just probably even itself out with some good luck and get some results that they probably um, deserve really. Um, but then it just uh, Liverpool are rotating their squad in Champions League as well against Milan tonight. Um, so they'll go into next week's game with a, probably a, a fresher side than they would have if they had to qualify for Champions League. They've already qualified, so they can rotate a lot more, play, play the fringe players a bit more, get them up to speed, so Klopp was saying. So, um, yeah, it was a very good result for Liverpool. Um, that puts them second. Now a point behind City um, and Wolves. Uh, they drop down to, uh, I think they're dropping down to eighth place in the league. Yeah, eighth place in the league. So, you know, they're... They are still got aspirations for top four. You know, there is that. I think there's probably about five or six teams that could easily get top four. You're looking anything from eighth to get that fourth place. And at the moment, the four teams are West Ham, Spurs, Man United, Arsenal, Wolves. So um, there's definitely um, a little bit of a clamour for that top four place and European places at the moment as well. Um, but yeah, it's looking good for them. It's looking good for Wolves. I'm, you know, just unlucky at the at the weekend, but they'll bounce back quite comfortably into next week's game. Uh, we'll talk about Newcastle's first win of the league. So uh, Newcastle finally broke the duck of winning, uh, not being the only side in the football league to not win a game. So Newcastle beat Burnley one 0 with Callum Wilson scoring. Um, I said on Friday that Callum Wilson was probably going to be the player that decides the game. And actually, Callum Wilson's actually someone Burnley could do with. Someone that puts the ball, and and Brighton as well. Someone that puts the ball in there. He's a, he's a proven goal scorer. And if Newcastle can keep goals up at, at the other end, Callum Wilson keeps fit as well because he does have hamstring injuries. Also, Callum Wilson is someone that's had knee injuries as well. If he can sort of remain fit throughout the season, play 30, 32 games at least, or... 
30 games a season, you know you're going to get at least 15 goals for him, and that's enough, really, from one player. You just need goals coming out from other places, like Anderson Maximan. And it seems like Joel Linton is becoming a, an important, crucial part of this Newcastle side under Eddie Howe. So it's looking good for Newcastle at the moment. They just need that confidence. They just need that boost of confidence. Uh, and they need to finally break that winning, you know, winning that first game, which sounds weird when you're sort of talking like first week of December now that, that a team hasn't won a game, and they've got um, they've got a tricky game against Leicester, where Leicester will be playing champ- uh, Europa League on Thursday, and they need to get a result on Thursday to keep their Europa League dreams alive, um, unless they drop down to Europa Conference. Um, uh, and also Leicester haven't there be so so hopefully that might help them out um, in terms of getting a few more results together but who knows who knows we'll just have to wait and see for midweek uh, next weekend really um, you got Southampton playing a one all draw against Brighton uh, Molpe scored in the 98th minute um, so it shows that Brighton are very um, determined to get results. Southampton will feel aggrieved of um, conceding the 98th minute. Um, again, these are teams that Southampton feel that he should be beating and getting results against. And Hassan Hootel is probably going to be really annoyed and angry. And it'll be interesting to see where he is at the end of the season, actually, in terms of what his position will be. Because um, Southampton is 16th at the moment. They are... They're three points off from Watford and six points off relegation. And you just think, like, games like that, if they got a, a result against um, Brighton at the weekend, that would have put them on 19 points. That would put them in uh, where Leicester is at the moment. Uh, well, they'll put just under Leicester, so they'll go 12th. They'd be ahead of Everton. So you can definitely see an, a win can change where people are in the league and give a perception of where they where they could be because you know Southampton get a nice little run together again um you know they go up to 21st then they go up to you know then they're in the top 10 so they just need a couple of results just to go their way a little bit and then all the there's you know there's been no talk over Hassel who uh, losing his job or anything like that but it just seems like Southampton are just in a weird place at the moment they just seem they they can see goals at really bad times and yet they don't really score enough either. They've got a goal difference of minus nine. Uh, sorry, minus seven. So they're not scoring enough goals. They've only won three games. They've drawn seven. So that's where you can see where things are going. Is that draw, they need to change them draws into wins a little bit. Get you know, get a couple more wins in there. That would go up to five, six wins. That would put them tenth, eleventh in the table. So it would definitely change their fortunes a little bit. I think maybe defensively, that's where they need to look in January, maybe uh, pick up a couple of defenders maybe to give them that little bit of a reassurance at the back to make them a bit more solid and a bit more um, harder to break down, really. Um, Other games, uh, Man City beat Watford. Um, I saw the first 20 minutes of this on Saturday and Watford just didn't even look like it turned up. Uh, Man City was so dominant. Drac Gorilla should have had at least seven or eight, really, on... um, Saturday, it was incredible how he didn't score that many, or he didn't get on the score sheet because he was he just he was in the right places at the right time to get chances, but he just didn't put them away. Uh, Watford just woeful at the back, and 
I think uh, I said on Friday, you just didn't know what type, what Watford side was going to turn up. It was the side that got dominated against Liverpool, and um, yeah, it just it was just a really emphatic victory for um, Man City. Uh, I did listen to the radio yesterday where one Watford fan said that Man City was so organised and so together that they're a bit boring. And um, Chris Sutton did take a little bit of... um, He weren't happy about that review because he said that. um, Just means that Man City are very good, basically. That's basically what the the fan is saying. Um, In terms of Man City, Bernardo Silva, um, he looks like he's undroppable at the moment. He's playing so well. And I said on Friday, he's probably found the season, uh, his form that he had a couple of years ago. So it would be definitely interesting to see by the end of the season in terms of player of the year. Um, Salah, unfortunately, is going to miss potentially a month of the season with the African Cup of Nations. Um, Bernardo Silva could really outshow show, show him at the end of the season. Um, uh, Bernardo Silva's already got seven goals this year as well. So, um, yeah, it looks good for Man City at the moment, sitting top of the league and um, looking confident. Okay, right, we're going to go on to games on Sunday. So uh, we'll talk about Man United Palace, which is Ralph Hasenhut. Uh, Hasenhut, what am I talking about? Ralph Radnick's first game in charge of Man United. Uh, one nil win, Fred scored. Um, a very good goal. Uh, looks like he just swung his right foot at it and it went in the top corner. So that was very nice. Uh, I think everyone's going a little bit crazy over the formation that United picked, over a 4-2-2-2. Um, yes, it's different from what United are used to. Yes, it's different to what United usually play. But at the same time, the, uh, I think Ragnik will play different formations throughout the next couple of weeks to find the, the formation that suits all the players. Because he does have Pogba potentially coming back in the new year. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where he fits Pogba in that because he seems to really like Fred McTominay in them defensive midfield positions at the moment. Um, on the first game, and he played Fernandez and Jane Sancho as attacking midfielders, but sort of left and right of a of a sort of a of that. So um, it stops any counter attacks breaking down. So it'll be interesting to see where he fits everyone else in that side. Really, like Martial, Greenwood, Cavani. Um, where's Donny Van Bake play in this as well? If he does play. Um, because it does seem like maybe the attacking midfield role where Sancho played would be ideal for him. Um, but then Sancho is is probably the better player at that position. I don't know. It's tricky to see, really, where where that will fit him. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in January if he moves on or goes on loan somewhere. Um, who knows? So, uh, very good result for Man United. Palace will feel a bit aggrieved over the match because it probably was a game that they could have gone for a little bit more. Um, Man United with a new manager in charge. You think maybe if Palace just went for it a little bit, they could have caused some more problems. So, it seemed like it was the perfect opponent for Man United on Sunday. So, uh, United have got young boys on Wednesday in the Champions League and then playing Norwich, which was a game that I was supposed to go to, but um, I'm not going anymore, so uh, for, for reasons um, that I can't control. So I can't go. So there we go. Boo-hoo. Um, hopefully get to see him soon again. 
Uh, other games, you've got Leeds playing on fantastic two all uh, against Brantford. Uh, Patrick Bamford was back for Leeds as a sub, came on the sub and scored in injury time to get the draw. Brentford will feel angry over the fact they chucked uh, a 2 1 win away in the last moments of the game. But again, it's a draw. Brentford need to get wins and they could. He ended up getting dragged into this relegation scrap, which they don't want to get into because currently Brentford are sitting 13th at the moment. They're seven points away from rele- seven from the uh, seven points away from the drop zone. So at the moment they feel quite comfortable, and then they should be. But games like that where they chuck a win away, you know, they, they wins really w- do really help. And the teams from probably Everton downwards. They're probably very similar level to each other, so they will chop and change in here. So if they can get wins against their rivals, then it looks really good. And then you know they could be the best of the rest of the of the bottom table teams, really. Um, with Villa, they got a fantastic win against Leicester, two um, one. Some controversial moments in there. I don't think Villa will be too aggrieved over the fact that Ramsey's goal got disallowed because they end up with the victory. But um, but Leicester are really odd situation at the moment they're sitting 11th at the moment they've had some good wins they've had some bad losses um you know they've lost six games already this year which is far far too many for them um they've got a goal difference of minus four so that, that Vardy seems like he's the only one scoring goals um uh, they really miss Tielemans, I think now you could see with him being out it's it's a big blow to them at the moment um and Need him back as soon as possible, really, because I think, it's, excuse me, it helps the side out if he gets come back in the side, really. Um, it's, yeah, Vardy was on the bench, didn't play. Um, he came on as a substitute. Um, I missed the game, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see this. So, yeah, just, um, they look very stretched as well um, at the moment, Leicester do. They've, they made a few changes. Um Lukeman doesn't seem like he's doing it that much. Um, potentially, maybe you look at the defence for Leicester. You go, is that their first choice in terms of the back four? You know, you'd think when Fofana comes back from his broken leg that he'll be in the side a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, diff- I think Leicester might strengthen up in January as well, looking at to get some more players in and give them a bit more of a... Um, they, it seems like they all need defensive players rather than attacking. Leicester especially, because they don't need attacking players. Leicester are fine for attacking players. Hyper Barnes scores a great goal. Um, yeah, so you just need to feel that get that bounce back again, really, and get on a run of good form and good results. Because, um, yeah, things like that will help Leicester out in terms of Europa League and um, also qualifying for Europa League as well. That's their aim, is that they will either win the Europa League or qualify for it. And at the moment, they're, they're not going to do either. Because they're struggling in Europa League. They're second currently in the group. And they've got a tough game midweek. So they really need that that result, really. On oh, Monday night, Everton beat Arsenal 2-1. Everton looked good, um, considering the form they've been showing, um, which has been really bad. Um, Rikarsson scored a hat-trick, technic- uh, technically, and one goal was allowed. So if you haven't seen this little Twitter post, very funny. He's there with uh, one of the match balls saying, hat-trick, ha-ha-ha. So... Um, he got three goals, uh, two goals chalked off for um, offside. So he was very unlucky. And they're very close offside decisions as well. 
So, um, and Everton were all happy that they got finally got that monkey off their back of losing games continuously. I think there were eight games um, uh, without a win, so that was great for them, for Rafa, um, considering all the unrest that's going on behind the scenes there with the fans and the back crew, uh, the, the um, owners and stuff. There seemed to be a little bit of discontent there as the director of football was uh, relieved of his duties uh, this weekend so it'll be interesting to see what Everton do in January if they buy anyone if they can buy anyone I think it looks like they're going to have to sell before they can buy so um, it could be an interesting time but again Everton are 12 at the moment once they get uh, Calvert-Lewin back then the Everton side would be different massively different Rondon's just not doing it for Everton and um, maybe he's not a Premier League striker anymore. I don't think he ever was, to be honest, in my opinion. But there we go. That's me. Um, but he seems like he's a really good team player, so that's why he's in the side. And also, he's the only, stri- only fit striker for Everton. But um, Everton fans seem to point the finger at Rondon more than anyone. But, um, yeah, it is what it is with Everton. They're sitting 12th. Um, again, let's say Calvert-Lewin comes back, and then that'll be a different um, Everton side, really. And they'll power through the table. Arsenal haven't won, uh, have only won once in four at the moment, so their bad form has started to rule its head again. Uh, they're currently sitting seventh at the moment in the table, and um, we'll be thinking they need to sort of buck the buck their ideas up a little bit. I know uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher are having a go at the, um, the older players, saying that they're not supporting the younger players, so um, they've got Southampton at at the Emirates on Saturday, so that should give them a little bit of confidence. They've got a team that's very patchy on form at the moment, so that will give them confidence going into the game. Um, Southampton won, haven't won in three. Uh, they haven't won um, since uh, the start of November, so uh, Arsenal will feel that they could probably get a um, little bit of a result in this one and um, just get back on good, good form, really. But we'll talk about that on Friday when it comes around. Right, that's the end of the Premier League. So let's talk about what happened around Europe this week. So we'll start in Spain. So uh, Barcelona, Zavid's Barcelona lost 1-0 to Real Betis. 1-0. Um, that's Zavid's uh, uh, first loss, uh, which is not ideal considering they've got um, Champions League this week. Uh, on tomorrow, uh, well, I think they play tomorrow. Uh, and they've got Bayern Munich away at... Uh, Bayern that is not the team you want to face if you're going to try and have to qualify for the Champions League unfortunately um, so that is not a good thing for them uh, and Xavi they could be end up for the Europa League for the first time in a long time um, since uh, the days of potentially Ronaldo, old Ronaldo um, was playing so um, yeah, not ideal because uh, Benfica have got Z- uh, Zenit uh, in their league in their Champions League group so, um, yeah, they definitely need to get a result in Bayern Munich, and I don't see that happening, unfortunately. So they could be going into Europa, Europa League. Um, Atletico also lost at the weekend. They lost 2-1 to Real Mallorca. Uh, 2-1. So um, that just dents their little title hopes a little bit um, this season um, because at the moment it looks like uh, Real Madrid are going to run away with it this year because... Um, they're sitting top of the league at the moment uh, with a 1 0 win, uh, sorry, 2 0 win against Real Sociedad, who dropped down to fifth. Uh, Real Madrid are now eight points ahead of Sevilla. And um, like I said last Friday, it's not ideal for La Liga at the moment in terms of they've got no star, real star players out there to 
sort of clamour to. And um, if Real Madrid end up walking this league, then it's not going to entice people to come to watch the league, really. Uh, so they need other other teams to do their job for them and beat them. Um, currently, you're looking at the top four at the moment. You've got Real Madrid, Sevilla, Real Betis and Atletico Madrid. Um, Barcelona are sitting seventh, Valencia eighth. So they need these big teams to really start um, doing something about it, really, and um, come back into the forefront of La Liga. Because a few years ago, when you know you had the likes of Atletico's Barcelona, Real Madrid, a three-horse title race, all that with Messi, Ronaldo, all these star players, um, and if Real Madrid get these star players, which they're talking about in the summer, they're going to dominate the league for a few more years because Barcelona haven't got any money to spend. So all these transfer rumours you hear about Barcelona signing A, B, C or D, they're not going to buy them. They can't. They've got no money. So every time you see that, just ignore it. It's all lies. They cannot buy a player. They've got no money. So um, it's very interesting with that league at the moment. So they need the league need to do something about it. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, so you had that Classica, you had Bayern beat Dortmund 3-2. Um, there was controversial moments with penalties with the ref and Jude Bellingham saying about the referee afterwards. He's now just got a fine today from his comments uh, at the weekend, calling the ref a, basically calling the ref a cheat, basically. Um, but uh, yeah, it's unfortunate for Dortmund to lose to Bayern. It was a really entertaining game for all accounts. I saw the first couple of te- I saw the first 10 minutes of the game. Looked really good. Looked really atmospheric considering it was a, a three, um, three-quarters crowd. Um, Dortmund need to use this as sort of fuel to um, kick on a little bit because as they're at the Champions League, they've got the Europa League to focus on in um, when that restarts again in the new year. Um, and they just need to kick on and um, hopefully that will, they'll use that as a fuel source to get some good results going and get, get some consistency. Because that's always Dortmund's problem with the league, is that they're never consistent. They get to second, they get a point behind Dortmund, or they lead the league, and then all of a sudden they drop down because they just lose games or draw games where they should be winning. So they just need to find that consistency. If they do that, they'll be fine. Right, need to quickly wrap up because I want to keep this down to half an hour, and so we've got about three minutes left. Right, uh, in Syria, what a league this is. So, um, Syria is the, probably the league to watch at the moment and the Premier League um, because everyone's beating everyone. So, this is how all the results went in Syria. That matter. Roma lost the 3 0 to Inter. Uh, Jose was on good form after the match. He was very um, spiky after the match with uh, press reporters. So, if you haven't seen his comments, go have a look at him. Atalanta beat Napoli 3 2. Uh, Juventus got back to winning ways, winning 2 0 against Genoa, um, which puts them fifth now, um, with, uh, which are 11 points off the top of the table. Uh, AC Milan beat uh, Samantia 2 0, um, so they're now top of the league. So the league table now goes as this so Milan are top with Inter in second, Napoli in third, and Atalanta in fourth. There's only four points separating the top four at the moment. That's how close this league is. So they're all beating each other and they're all losing to each other as well. So um, this is a fascinating league to watch. So definitely keep an eye on it. Um, it who knows going to win this league this year? So um, it's not going to be Juventus and it's not going to be Roma. Um, and I think this was Roma's year to that could have won it, really. New manager bounce, Jose in. 
Jose would want to show the critics all the, you know, why they shouldn't have write him off and Juventus being in such disarray. This could have been their year, but it just seems not to be the case. Um, but this could be back to the glory days of Milan and Inter fighting out for the title. Napoli potentially winning their first league in like 30 years. And then got Atlanta in it where, you know, they've never been in this um, situation. And you look at their wage budget, it's like uh, mid-table, like almost like a Brentford level type wage budget. So um, it's a f- it could be leading up to a really fascinating title race. So keep an eye on that in the uh, Serie A. Highly recommend it. And then we'll talk about France last league. Um, PSG drew to um, sort of um, surprising um, bag Lons, who are um, sitting fifth at the moment in the league. Um, they drew one all, but they've got such a lead, it doesn't really matter. There's been rumours on Twitter about uh, the owners not being happy about Pochettino and the way he's playing. Um, but I think that's sort of Twitter rumours trying to upset the apple cart so that Pochettino goes to main United Zidane comes in to manage PSG, blah, 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 blah. So I think there's a little bit of that going on. Um, and Claude Priel lost his job as Etienne manager, who are bottom of the league at the moment. And one of these teams that, if they get a decent manager um, in Saint Etienne, are almost this team that is going to, like a phoenix from the flames, rise from the ashes, because they've got some pedigree and history in France, and they're just not being used well over the last few years. So uh, there's definitely some sort of problem there with the ownership or management there. So, uh, yeah, he's lost his job, so they're looking out for a new manager currently. So uh, keep an eye on that and see how that goes on. Right. That's the end. I'm going to wrap it up there. So hope you'll enjoy it. Um, there's a lot there this week. Um, and I'll be back on Friday with a preview of the weekend and what's going to happen. Right. See you soon. Have a good weekend. Or good week. Sorry. See you soon. Bye.